0: we are a caring community dedicated to the success and well-being of all this is mlsd version 2.0 a podcast for the staff of the moses lake school district filled with important information to keep you informed Welcome to the latest episode of MLSD version 2.0, a podcast for the staff of the Moses Lake School District. This is Dr. Joshua Meek, Superintendent, and I'm happy to be back with you through this podcast series. Today's episode is a very special opportunity that I'm honored to be a part of. Over the next several days, I'll be releasing four episodes of this podcast. They are each their own special gift on behalf of our talented students and staff. For the past several months, our drama students at Moses Lake High School have been producing A Christmas Carol, an old-fashioned radio show. Productions of A Christmas Carol have been presented many times, but today our students take us back in time to the 1930s and 40s, when the show could be found as a radio show. These students restore a family tradition. Families would gather in an era before internet and before television to enjoy this special holiday tradition. And today that comes to life for you. This will be a four-part series, and I encourage classrooms across the district to benefit from this awesome opportunity to have the Charles Dickens Classic come to life through this podcast. This is one of those unique opportunities for students across our district to benefit from our talented students and staff. Speaking of tradition, I absolutely love this time of year because of the traditions and memories that it brings for me. But this year, many of us may be struggling with the things that we don't get to do or that we're missing because of this virus. But for a minute, let us escape to a time and place of appreciation for the gifts that have been given to us. In my family, I'm the oldest of three children, and we're all grown adults now with our own children. But still to this day, my family practices a very special tradition, one that may seem meaningless to others, but to us, it means the world. Each Christmas Eve, as long as I can remember, my parents would give us one small gift, And as a young child, I remember vividly the excitement that went into opening that gift. Looking back now, I didn't realize that each year it was always the same thing, pajamas. Just a few weeks ago, I turned 44 years old and I know with confidence that this Christmas Eve, waiting for me at my parents' house will be a small gift, pajamas. That tradition has continued with my wife and our own children. Over the years, that is an important lesson that we have learned. Traditions don't have to be really elaborate or big things. Small things matter just as much. This tradition, like so many others, has really nothing to do with what's in the package and everything to do with what it means. What are your family traditions? Today, the Moses Lake High School Drama and Music Departments bring you a new tradition, one that I hope lasts for many years in your heart and with your family. Please take this chance to share this podcast with your family, friends and loved ones, and back to the days lost of the 1930s and 40s. Enjoy.
1: When Charles Dickens presented this little story to the world almost 100 years ago, he found an instant response in the hearts of people everywhere who saw in it their favorite fictional chronicle of what Christmas is and what Christmas means to all the simple people of the earth. From the day of its first printing, families have been innumerable in which there has remained unbroken the tradition that the reading of A Christmas Carol was an item indispensable to a proper observance of the most important of days. It is the American way, as we know, to establish traditions quickly where popular instinct and sentiment pronounce them sound. And so it is that today, it has become a Christmas custom to gather around the radio to hear and to enjoy A Christmas Carol. And since it is Christmas, we hope too that the younger members of the family are permitted to stay up and listen before dreams and visit of Santa. We get a great deal of pleasure planning and preparing this Christmas gift, and now it's ready. Off come the wrappings, off come the tags that say, please do not open till Christmas. Out comes the card, to you, from us, and here is part one of the gift itself.
2: Ah, but he was a tight-fisted hand at the grindstone was Scrooge, a squeezing, wrenching, grasping, scraping, clutching, covetous old sinner. And once upon a time, of all the good days in the year, on Christmas Eve. Old Scrooge sat busy in his counting house, a grim, cheerless place if ever there was one. The door of Scrooge's counting house was open that he might keep his eye upon his clerk, Bob Cratchit, who in a cold and dismal little cell beyond worked at his ledgers.
3: Merry gentlemen, gentlemen, let nothing you dismay to Christmas Day, Bob Cratchit. Uh, yes, Mister Scrooge. Stop
4: that infernal caterwauling.
3: Yes, sir. Nine, fifteen,
4: seventeen, nine. Singing their idiotic Christmas carols at my very door. Go on, get away from my door. Go somewhere else and bellow your blessed carols, or I'll give you. Why, Governor? It's an old custom at Christmas time, you know. Yes, and I don't want any of your old customs. Take your fellow fools and go away. Christmas.
5: Right, sir. Merry Christmas anyway,
4: sir. Ah! Now you get that letter from Higgins and Blackthorn, Cratchit. And then I want you to finish posting this ledger. And after that... You can pop over to Parthagill's and tell Ephraim Parthegill you've come after the 17 shillings and sixpence he's owed me since Michaelmas. And tell him I shall have a constable over there if he doesn't pay up at once. Mr. Parthagil's
3: wife has been ill, sir.
4: Oh, what do I care about his wife? I want my 17 and 6. I, I just thought it being Christmas, Christmas? Sir. Christmas? You mention that word to me once more, Bob Cratchit and I'll.
6: A merry Christmas, Uncle! A Merry Christmas, Bob!
3: Merry Christmas, Mr. Fred.
6: God save you, Uncle!
4: Bah humbug!
6: Christmas a humbug, Uncle. Now, I'm sure you don't mean that.
4: I mean just that. Exactly that! Merry Christmas! What right do you have to be merry? What reason have you? You're poor enough.
6: Well, what right have you to be dismal about Christmas, Uncle? You're rich enough. Bah! Now, Uncle, don't be cross.
4: Well, what else can I be when I live in such a world of fools? What's Christmas to you but a time for paying bills without money? Merry Christmas, a time for finding yourself a year older and not an hour richer. If I could work my will, every idiot who goes about with Merry Christmas on his lips would be boiled with his own pudding and buried with a stake of holly through his heart, and he should. Uncle. Now, nephew, keep Christmas in your own way. And let me keep it in mine.
6: Keep it, but you don't keep it, Uncle.
4: Well, let me leave it alone then. What do you want? A Christmas
6: gift, I've no doubt. I came to wish you a Merry Christmas, Uncle.
4: A Merry Christmas? Much good may Christmas do to you. Ha <laughs> ha! Much good it ever has done you.
6: There are many things from which I derive good by which I have not profited materially, I dare say, Uncle. Christmas among the rest. But I have always thought of Christmas time as a good time. A kind, forgiving, charitable, pleasant time. And therefore, Uncle, though it has never put a scrap of gold or silver in my pocket, I believe it has done me good, and will do me good. And I say, God bless it.
4: God bless Christmas! Hurrah! Let me hear another sound out of you there, Bob Cratchit, and you'll keep your Christmas by losing your situation. As to you, nephew... I wonder you don't go into Parliament. You're talking of nonsense.
6: Oh, don't be angry, Uncle. I want nothing from you. I ask nothing of you. Why can't we be friends?
4: Good afternoon.
6: I'm sorry you feel that way. Well, I tried. A Merry Christmas to you, Uncle. Good afternoon. And a Happy New Year, too.
4: Bah humbug.
6: And a Merry Christmas to you, Bob. And the missus. And to Tiny Tim.
4: Oh,
3: thank you, Mr. Fred. Same to you, sir. Good day, sir.
6: Good day, Bob.
4: Nonsense. Twaddle. Flummery. Talking of Christmas, and not two sixpences to jingle together in his trousers' pocket. Hey. Hey, you there. Bob Cratchit. Come here. What are you doing there?
3: I'm only putting a bit more coal in the fire, Mr. Scrooge, seeing it's so cold
4: in there, sir. You put that coal back into the scuttle. A fire. A fire indeed. I can tell you. If you use coal at that rate, you and I will soon be parting company, Bob Cratchit. You understand that? There's many a young fellow like in your situation, you know.
3: I'm sorry, sir. My fingers were getting a little stiff with the coal. Then
4: put on your mittens! There's someone at the door. Go on, see who it is.
3: Yes, sir.
5: Good afternoon, sir.
3: Good afternoon.
5: This is the firm of Scrooge and Marley? Yes, ma'am. I should like to see the head of the firm. If I may.
3: Oh, very good, ma'am. What is it? A gentlewoman to see you, Mr. Scrooge.
5: Huh? Have I the pleasure of addressing Mr. Scrooge or Mr. Marley?
4: Marley's been dead these seven years tonight. I'm Scrooge.
5: Well now, Mr. Scrooge, at this season of the year, it's only fitting that we who are more fortunate should raise the funds to buy the poor some meat and drink and means of warmth. You may not believe it, sir, But many thousands are in want of common necessities. And hundreds of thousands are in want of the simplest comforts. Mm.
4: Are there no prisons?
5: Well, there are plenty of prisons, sir. And the
4: workhouses. They're still in operation, I trust.
5: I wish I could say they are not, but they are, sir.
4: The treadmill and the poor law are in full vigor, then.
5: Both very busy, sir.
4: Ah, I'm glad to hear that. (laughs) I was afraid from what you had said at first that something had occurred to stop them in their useful course.
5: No, sir. All these institutions that you mention are flourishing, but it's nevertheless that some additional provision for the poor and the destitute must be made. A few of us upon change are endeavouring to raise such a fund, you see. And, uh, what should I put you down for? Nothing! Oh, I see. You wish to be
4: anonymous. I wish to be left alone! I can't make merry myself at Christmas time, and I can't afford to make a lot of idle people merry. I help to support the establishments that take care of the poor. They cost enough. Let those who are badly off go there.
5: Many can't go there, sir, and many
4: would rather die. Then my advice to them is to do so, and decrease the surplus population. Besides, I've only your word for it all that this is so. It's the truth, Mr. Scrooge. Well, so be it then. It's not my business. It's enough for a man to understand his own business and not to interfere with other people's. Mine occupies me constantly. Good afternoon, ma'am. I
5: quite understand, Mr. Scrooge. Good afternoon. Cratchit! Show this judge-a-woman out.
4: Yes, sir.
3: This way, ma'am. Please. Ma'am, I couldn't help overhearing. I should like to contribute tuppence. Cratchit! Yes, sir. It isn't much, but it's all I can afford. But there are others in worse situation than I.
5: You are a very generous fellow. I wish I might say the same for your employer. Cratchit! Yes, sir. Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon.
4: Cratchit!
5: Merry Christmas.
3: Merry Christmas. Yes, sir. Close the door! Yes, sir. 24, 31, 1, carry 3... A new scarlet tippet for Tiny Tim. A comb for Martha. 33 and carry three. A hair ribbon for Belinda. Four, seven, twelve, fifteen.
4: Cratchit! Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's too late to have you go to Parthagills. He'll be closed up for Christmas like these other fools. We may as well close up the place now.
3: Yes, sir. It is getting a little dark. Hard to see the figures. I...
4: I suppose you want the entire day tomorrow. If it's quite convenient, sir. It's not convenient, and it's not fair either. But I suppose I can't do anything about it. (laughs) If I was was to stop half a crown of your wages, you'd think yourself very ill-used. I'll be bound. Well, sir, I... Yeah, but you don't think me ill-used when I pay a day's wages for no work. It's only once a year, sir. Once a year? Once a year indeed. A fine excuse for picking a man's pocket every 25th of December! But I suppose there's no good talking. You must have the whole day. Well, see that you are here all the earlier the next morning. You understand? Oh, I will, sir. I will indeed.
3: Good night, sir, and Merry Christmas. Bah! Merry Christmas!
1: Bah! Thank you for joining us for our holiday special. We hope you've enjoyed our time together. Tune in next time for the continuation of A Christmas Carol, brought to you by the Moses Lake High School Theater Department.